0: What is going on, folks? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. And, folks, boy, do we have a lot to talk about today. Pitt obviously facing Miami tonight on Tuesday night. We'll talk about that. We'll preview their game and their matchup against Pit. But we also have a lot to talk about in terms of Pit Women's basketball. Jayla Everett, the leading scorer, gets dismissed, enters the transfer portal. Just reported today by Mitchell Northam of Pittsburgh Sports. Now, we'll talk about that, the implications of that, and what happens moving forward with Lance White and the Pitt women's basketball program. All of this coming up here today on Locked On Pitt. You are Locked On Pitt. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What's going on, folks? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast. Your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers. As always, folks, I appreciate you guys making the Locked On Pit Podcast your first listen every day. And, folks, moreover, like comment subscribe on YouTube if you listen to this leave a review give me feedback always appreciate all the feedback that I get from you guys over the course of the weeks here because can't make it better unless I hear from you guys and, and I try to really get this thing going but we're here near the end of basketball season now and things are kind of kicking into motion but first I really want to talk about pit men's basketball and their upcoming game against Miami because this is the last three games that they have here and it's a tough last three games three of the top four ACC teams right now are on this schedule so this is a really hard schedule for Pitt to kind of manifest themselves through it's going to be one where you look at it and it's not going to be nearly as easy as people think it is obviously it really doesn't seem like they have a chance against Duke I mean that that one is going to be a colossal game and, and just a colossal talent imbalance. Um, but this game against Miami, you feel like Miami, while they're a really good team and they have some really good players, you feel like there's at least some potential for a win here. But they're kind. Of, Miami's a good but flawed team. They're a team that can beat any team, including a team like Duke, at any time, and we've seen that before. We've seen Miami come up and play against big-time teams and win, but we've also seen them lose against teams that they probably shouldn't have. Should they have lost to Dayton? Should they have lost to UCF? Um, You know, but they've competed hard with teams like Duke, and they've won that game, and and they've taken good teams. You know, they've beaten Wake Forest. They've beaten a lot of these good teams. They they absolutely crushed North Carolina at home. I mean, they've done a lot of good things. They've also dropped a few games that they probably shouldn't have dropped. I mean, the Virginia game got away from them. Uh, the Notre Dame game was one where they had a lot of control in that game and let it go. Obviously, these teams aren't completely on par, but losing to Florida State as well. Um, you know, in January, obviously, that was a different Florida State team, but not ideal. But it, it's it's one where Pitt, at least, if Pitt comes out, plays their best ball like they did against North Carolina, and you look at what Miami could bring out, and they lay – one that is not to their standard it could pull off an upset here and so it's not one that again in similar to the unc game certainly this is not a game that i'm going to put money down on pit or certainly not going to predict them to win this game but i think that they have the talent to strike and win this one um if, if if their guys can really get going and by those guys you know their starting five can really have standout games i think this is a game where similar to what they did against UNC. If they come out, Horton has a really good game. Um, You know, Femi Ducali takes care of the basketball. John Hughley continues to do what John Hughley does. Um, Mogi continues to do what he does. Jamaris Burton gets back to his consistent ways. You could see Pitt actually pull this one out. and, and it, You know, they're at home. It, it's going to be a, a relatively energized team, I think, after that loss. I, I think this team, you know, after their losses, they like to at least come back and, and really – give a team their, their all. You know, they, they've had stretches where pit can seem down at times. Um, but, but usually after losses, they've been able to really come out in the next game, and even if they don't win, they're able to bring up sustained pressure and, and sustained effort. And, and that's been something that's always been, at the very least, admirable about this pit team. You know, I mean, they lose close to Virginia early in, in December, come back, defeat Colgate. Uh, I mean, they have a, a two really tough losses then, come back, beat Boston College, lose hard, Syracuse, come back, beat Louisville, give Virginia a tough game. Get crushed against Clemson, 27, come back, beat Syracuse, lose again. And then they gave, you know, it, it wasn't a, a pretty game. I think the two-game stretch, uh, really the, the four-game stretch between BC and Virginia Tech was troubling, but then they had the three-game win streak. Now they have a loss to Georgia Tech. But this is kind of where Pitt now has to get things back into gear. And this is not going to be an easy game for them because Miami's good. And Miami has a few guys. Obviously, the two that will come to mind for you are, are Isaiah Wong and Cam Agusti. Um, and, and those two guys are really good players. Now, Wong is, a, is an interesting type of guard because he's he's not a guy that shoots the three at a high rate or an efficient rate i should say um because he can make that but he's also not going to be one where you look at him and you probably want him taking a ton of those shots again you know shooting only 30 percent from downtown that's not his shot this year He's been really efficient, though, on those drives. He's a great athlete. He does a great job at finishing at the rim. He gets a lot of uh, free throws and fouls called. Uh, He's very efficient in transition. This entire team, and what scares me about this team specifically for Pitt, is that this team really pushes the pace. And they will come out and punch you in the mouth. And so when you look at someone like A. Cam Augusti and Isaiah Wong – they will come out and push that pace. And, and McGusty himself is probably in that convo, you know, probably not going to win the ACC for the year, but he's the type of guy that has pushed himself into the, that convo, that, that top four, top three-ish area um, of that conversation. And so that there are a lot of talented guys on here, the guys that like to run, get in transition, work up-tempo, and up-tempo. And they shoot the three as a team fine. You know, while Wong is a guy that's more of a driver and can shoot the mid-range game, he's a very good mid-range jumper shooter, which, which keeps him off guard. If you look at him, he's a pretty much a more athletic, refined version of what Jamari's Burton is um, in a lot of ways. And, and so they have a lot of good players. Charlie Moore, obviously, as well, is a really solid player. So they have a really good all-around team. The, the backcourt in particular – is really quite good for this team. And and those guards, those bigger guards, those guards that can drive, have proven to be trouble for Pitt this year. And so it's not a great matchup in that regard. And also, they love to run. They're aggressive defensively. They force a lot of turnovers. This is a Miami team that really gets after you. So if you don't take care of the basketball, I mean, you are going to pay the price. And that's the big thing here. And it's really what's gotten them in a lot of areas, they lead the ACC in fast break points per game. You know, th- this is a team that not only allows their themselves to get a lot of turnovers, they also don't turn over the ball much. A uh, lowest turnover ratio, assist to turnover ratio in the ACC, the fewest turnovers per game in the ACC. The turnover margin is over plus four right now. I mean, they have the third most forced turnovers per game in the ACC. They do a really good job of of maximizing their potential defensively to turn that into offense, but they also do a really good job of doing it the other way where they don't really allow the other team to get a hold or a grip on them and really allow them to to entrench themselves offensively. They run what they want to run. They're pretty efficient in doing it. If Usually if they lose, this is a team that just doesn't end up shooting well or kind of shoots themselves in the foot at times. Um, because moreover, while they are efficient and they drive, at times what happens with these guys is they'll take bad shots. You know, the rebounds is a big issue for them. They are not a good rebounding team, so maybe this is where Pitt's bigs can come in and and clean up things. You know, offensive rebounds overall, second fewest in, in the ACC this year. This is a team that lets the three uh, go up against them a lot as well, and that's where they can get caught. So there's things where you look at where Pitt can make inroads against Miami, and we'll continue to talk about that a little bit. But first, folks, let me let you know about Bet Online because football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds totals player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And folks, it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for Hoxie, boxing, and UFC odds for this season. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Right, folks, welcome back to the Lockdown Pit Podcast as we continue to talk here about Pit versus Miami and, and previewing that matchup a little bit and and kind of what Pit can do. And we're just talking this from a strictly X's and O's standpoint more so. I mean, the, the standout in in stats, I think, favors Miami, obviously. Um, the turnover, especially, how efficient they are and the margin for error. Um, they just take care of the basketball. Really well. They have a good screen game they're they're able to drive they're able to get the three going a, a decent amount i mean they're not a sharp shooting team but they can shoot it a little bit but they they do a really good job of ball movement and they they really allow themselves to play mistake free basketball and they're a very good coach so jim larenega doing a great job down there in coral gables on allowing his team to play at, at such a overall high level and a clean level at that. And I've always really appreciated that about their game when I've watched them this year. But when they've gotten in trouble, it has been that three point shot. It has been the rebounds that have really gotten them. And it's been their Achilles heel. You know, the front court, I'm not going to say it's bad, but it also isn't as stellar as you would love it to be because you can be beat on the boards pretty easily. And this has been essentially the, the Achilles heel of this team, right? I mean, Virginia came in to this team's house, and, and the rebounds for Miami at times just killed them. I mean, Miami just did not have the, the right recipe. The offensive rebounds, you know, they, they had eight offensive boards for, for, for Virginia when you look at them, but overall they were timely boards for, for UVA. But, like, when you needed that, it, it didn't come up into fruition when you needed it. And the boards were an issue. The three-point shooting is an issue. You know, I mean, this is a team that can really allow guys to get hot. So this is an issue for Miami. And, and this is a time where when you look at what Miami weaknesses are, I think you absolutely have to look at Ithiel Horton because Ithiel Horton, if he can get going in this game, things can be all off because While again, I think Miami can shoot the three a little bit. They aren't great at shooting the three. So if Pitt can get their hottest three point shooter going, and Isio Horton has a really good game here, an efficient game that draws the guys out, forces them to really look at him, and then it opens up things for Key, it opens up the drive lanes for Burton and O'Callie, it opens up things down low on the block for Hugley. You can see kind of where this winning formula can come from. It's going to take a really good performance overall by this team to really pull out that win, but it's possible. And I think you look at it and you say, okay, this is where they can do that. And so I look at overall what the Canes have. It's a good team. Charlie Moore's a good player. They have really good backward play. They're a fast paced team, they're a very clean team. This is a team that plays well. But here's the thing. This is a team that plays a lot of nail biters. They are battle tested at all levels, and and they they really do at times get into their get into themselves a little bit too much on the defensive end. And again, there's that aggressive style, but it can also hurt them. You know, if they run press, if they run an aggressive man to man, this is a team that can get beat. And, and it's not really one that, that you love to see. Because they can get beat going under screens. They can get beat to the corner by, by a spot-up shooter. They can get beat by a lot of these different teams. And and these teams kind of spot up a three-point shooter. And Pitt's not a great three-point shooting team. But they have a guy like Ethel Horton. And I think that's going to have to be the highlight for the Canes. They're going to have to slow down Athiel Horton. Because if they can do that, I think they have a really good chance of winning this game. And winning it pretty convincingly. But the team should, at this point, for Pitt, if they're going to come out, they're going to have to play good basketball. They're going to have to play really good defense. Moreover, than just good defense, this team's going to have to work themselves through the through more than just the motions. Right? They can't just go out there and run and, and act like it's all diddly-squat good. This is a talented games team. They will run you out of the building if Pitt doesn't come to play. They've played a lot of those games, so is Pitt. So these are two really battle-tested teams. But Miami, obviously, the more talented version of the team and the deeper version of Pitt, right? So Pitt, if they're going to win, yes, they're probably going to need a little bit of Noah Collier, a little bit of Will Jeffress. You would ideally get that in this game. But also, Pitt's going to have to work defensively, close out on threes, uh, not allow the guards to get by them and blow right past them from the – from the perimeter. They're not going to have to allow easy entry passes, right? There's just a lot that has to go right for Pitt. There was a lot that had to go right for Pitt to beat UNC, too. So really, Pitt is is a team that's going to have to look at themselves in this game, and they have a clear formula. They really are. This is a team with Miami that is great offensively. They push the pace. They score a lot. They're highly efficient. They don't turn the ball over, but they lack perimeter defense. Down low, they're going to lack guys to, to match Gee and, and Hughley. And also, they're going to sometimes get beat on the boards. And it has guys that can really win on the boards against UVA. So this is going to be a team – that if Pitt's going to win, they're going to need guys like John Hugley to step up big. They're going to need continued contributions from the guards, especially guys like Femi Cali, getting tough boards, right? So these there are, There are, is a recipe for Pitt to win here, and Pitt has talent, and we've talked about how hard this team is to predict because they're talented at that. So it's not crazy to think Pitt wins this game, but also it's not one that you should bet on. So this Pitt team continues to kind of mystify and you wonder what the heck's going on here. They're a talented team. They're a talented five, but overall they're not deep enough, and there's obviously issues that they face. And the, the aggressive defense of Miami could be a problem as well, but if pick can figure out how to play discipline versus that and come out here with a solid game plan, I think there's a chance they can win this one. But, again, really talented team that Miami's bringing into town. I really like a lot of their guys. I really like their backcourt. They're a really good scoring team. I think this is a team that's going to make the NCAA tournament as long as they don't really crush themselves down the stretch, and I don't think they will. So this is a this is going to be a tough game for Pitt, but, but this one is one that is winnable, and it's one I think that if they won, I, I think I would be surprised, but I, it's not like I would be colored shocked and, and taken aback. I think there is a recipe here for Pitt to pull off up an upset, but not a likely one at that. All right, folks, we'll get to the women's hoop side of this thing, but let me let you know first. ...about Rock Auto, because with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So I endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com... At home and in your pocket. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. You don't have to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts at a chain store or car dealership because Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourself for over 20 years, and there's prices that are reliably low every customer they have everything you want from brake parts tail lamps motor oil even new carpet and more so go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution for your auto parts needs go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us?" box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com podcast as we continue to talk here today this one more so coming and and I guess this one in terms of the women's basketball program is one that is really shocking I know we had seen Jayla Everett not play in some games this year it's been uh, kind of mystifying at times where she doesn't travel with the team like she didn't travel the Virgin Islands with them although I heard that one was COVID there was times other than this where she just sit out and, and it, it was as a coach's decision. It was cited as something like different in terms of what it's not like she was hurt. it's not like it was performance. It was different. And, and I always found this to be curious, but then we got the news that she was dismissed out from the program outright. And that, folks was very surprising. Bill Everett getting dismissed straight up right their leading scorer their senior leader, getting out of it, it's not good. And so there was no justification provided, nothing. But it was really, really bad. And so I'll say this. When you look at Lance tenure, yes, he's actually won more games this year than he ever has with it. And I get it. They have some really talented players here. They truly do. I mean, they have some players that when you look at them, you actually really do pop off and say, okay, they are good players. You know, I like DeShanet Harris. I like what they have in Rita Ibakwe. I like what Malia Johnson has shown as a freshman. There have been good things I've seen from Amber Brown. There have been good things I've seen from everyone on that team that has played. Liatu King, I think, is criminally underrated and doesn't get nearly enough playing time from this staff. I mean, if I were them, she would be a perennial starter, and every time she's been put in that lineup, she has come out and played at a pretty high level. But More importantly, I always look at kind of the ecosystem around this program, and while it's, I think it's a good one, and Lance White's obviously a great coach in terms of assistant, uh, and I think leadership qualities, I think he has those, I don't think he necessarily has – the complete assembled staff, and himself to coach this team to their maximum potential. Because, again, we've seen player like DeShanet Harris, for example, who came in as a freshman lit it up, hasn't really progressed a lot. And, and some of that can be attributed to obviously knee injuries that she has suffered, two knee injuries actually she has suffered over her time at Pitt. But it's, you know, the, the lack of improvement for someone like Amy Hayford or Rudy Bakwe is essentially the same player. And Brown's never really developed a consistent jumper. Uh, I mean, there, there's a lot there. And and it seems like a lot of their offense has always been disjointed. And they still play this kind of ruckus style of basketball, where they turn the ball over a lot at, the, at an ACC worse rate. So they need a a, a lot of coaching and, and an emphasis on just fundamentals. But it feels like they needed that ever since he's come. And that's been the issue. The issue at hand has never been what they actually – out and, and, and put in these recruiting classes. Is another. I mean, they have a solid recruiting class incoming, right? It's not like the recruiting class incoming is complete trash. They do have a fine recruiting class and they continue to draw talent, which is something to note. But this team doesn't seem to be able to maximize it. And they're deeper in a team like the, the men are, for example. And, and they have won double more games than they have ever won under Lentway, and that's a good thing. But only two conference wins, and it's not like they're, they're you know losing to great teams. I mean, they're losing to Virginia, who's really bad. They're blowing games late to Syracuse when they should be winning that game late. They are blowing games that they should be winning. And you can talk about what they should be winning. And what and no, they should be beating teams like NC State. I get that Louisville's going to come and they probably will win that game. I get that North Carolina. I get it. Notre Dame, even, you know, they were competitive with them and being competitive with a ranked Texas AM team. Like they've shown signs of life, but nothing has matriculated itself yet. And this is a tough rebuild. This women's basketball program has not been good in a while. Lance White walked into a very tough situation. So the fact that he's even acquiring talent still. I find is impressive. The question is, is he ever going to put this thing in actual motion? Are we actually going to see basketball fundamentals improve? Are we going to see these players develop and take leaps over time? And that's been the issue for me. If he was acquiring talent, developing them, and this team was continuing to take the steps forward, I think I could really give him a vote of confidence, but I haven't been able to do it. And losing JL Everett is is kind of one of those symptoms. You lose a scorer that has not had the season she thought she would. She's been a high-volume shooter, but a very low-efficiency shooter at that. She's appeared disjointed and out of the team for most of the season when she's actually been in there. And so what was going on there? I don't know if she broke team rules. I don't know if they both just agreed it wasn't the right fit, so they let her go in portal early. I don't know what happened. But the more important thing to know here is that this team has not meshed. This team has not shown the fundamentals improve over time. This team has not shown to be a well coached team consistently. And while they have talent, I think they consistently underachieve the talent. This is not a two win ACC team. This team has more talent than that. And that's the thing they're underachieving to their talent. And because of that, I have worries for Lance Way and how this tender is working out. Again, I think he's in the kind of the same boat as Jeff Capel. I don't think we're going to fire him or anything like that. But he's coming into his years here, maybe next year, along with Jeff Capel, where he's got this referendum coming in on him. And it's going to be decided, can you take that leap? Can you show us something? He's different from Capel because while Capel has to worry about everyone transferring and everything, it feels like the culture around Lance West program is great and the players love playing for him and he's going to continue to acquire talent. So the talent's going to be there. The question is, can he coach his team to the ability that they have? That's going to be the question for Lance White. And so if he can do that next year, they take another leap, great. And it's been a tough rebuild. I know it is. It's a very tough rebuild to get this one right. Hit Women's Basketball is not a program that has a lot to sell, even in historical terms. But this is a program that needs to pick it up, and it's a program that can continue to improve. We'll see if Lance white can do it the talent level has but so far the results have not. All right folks as tomorrow we will obviously talk about the outcome of the pit men's basketball game as they will face Miami and we will talk about that all that comes out of it and more and, and anything else that might come out of tomorrow we'll discuss as well. so folks always as thanks for listening and as always as we ended off, hail tough hit.